there. Thank you for connecting with me and subscribing to the Living the Sky Life podcast. I hope that the content of each episode brings you hope, connection, and some valuable takeaways. The Special Needs Parenting Village is large, so you should never feel like you have to travel this journey alone. Please connect with me through my website, Facebook page, or Instagram account, and let's keep this conversation going after each episode airs. If you are enjoying the podcast and are listening on Apple iTunes, please leave a rating and review or share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for tuning in to season two of Living the Sky Life. Welcome back to Living the Sky Life. I'm so excited to present yet another mom author that has come my way. I'm always happy to help promote uh, moms who have authored books, children's books, or novels um, regarding autism and their unique journeys. Um, It's such a great opportunity to spread even more education about autism in general and awareness and acceptance. So I'm happy to do it. So my guest today is Deandra Perry. She is a young mother from New York whose son was diagnosed with autism at two years old. She recently wrote the children's book, Cam's World, to show the world the very few things that go on in her son Cameron's daily life. She wanted to create a fun but educational way to help other children understand autism. Deandra's goal is to spread awareness and to make a difference in this world as an autism mom. One of the things um, at the end of our conversation um, that Deandra and I were talking after I stopped recording is that uh, she forgot to give a nod to the illustrator of her book. She was really moved um, with this particular illustrator because he spent time getting to know Cameron and to ensure the illustrations matched his behaviors and personality, which really added to the book. So please enjoy my conversation with Deandra Perry. So today, my guest on Living the Sky Life is Deandra Perry. I was actually sent an article that was written about Deandra, and I was very interested in reaching out and talking to her about her incredible story and journey through autism so far. So welcome to the podcast, Deandra. Good morning, and thank you. Absolutely. Well, um, I guess I'd like to get a little bit of backstory um, on your gorgeous little son, Cam. And when you discovered that he had autism, um, how old was he? And just kind of how did his developmental um, delays, if he had any, how did all that play out? So I found out Cameron had autism when he was two. And around that time, I didn't know what autism was. So um, (laughs) it was really difficult for me and my family, because you know we didn't have any information on what autism was. So when I took him to the doctor, um, Cameron wasn't responding to me. You know, like I would call his name a lot. He would look everywhere else besides looking at me. So there was no eye contact, and he would just really sit and just zone out in his own world. So everyone told me to reach out to a doctor. So the doctor just automatically told me, "Your child has autism." He's never going to talk. He's never going to play with other children. Mm -hmm. Like basically gave me no hope with my child. And, you know, from there, I'm just like, oh my God. Like I started researching it. You know, I was looking up videos on YouTube about other families and the symptoms and everything. It's, It's a big spectrum. So it was a little overwhelming looking at everything. And, you know, with Cameron, it was a little confusing because, there were certain things that he would show me that I didn't see about autism. So 
I didn't really know how to go about it. So all I knew was to just show him love and, and try to support him in any way that I can and to look out for support to help us in this situation. And where are you based? Where do you live? I live in New York, Queens. New York. So yes. uh, was it, I, I, don't, I hate to use the word easy, but um, was it <laughs> challenging or somewhat easy to find uh, resources support. and, you know, therapies and, and people to talk to about where to even get started? Well, I will be honest with that. It is kind of easy in New York to okay. get support with that. I hear that a lot, but I know from my experience, you can get support right away. That's always good. Yeah. <laughs> so it, is, you, it is good. <laughs> did you start the traditional therapy routes um, and do yes. PT, OT, speech, those kind of things? Yes, they were coming to my home. Yeah. And, um, you know, it started from there. And then once they seen that Cameron was doing well, he was actually ready to go to daycare, which is very scary for me, but mm -hmm. they, they helped out a lot. They helped out a lot. So when you, um, you obviously saw Cameron kind of developing and growing and, and honing his skills, what inspired you to really go out there and educate even more your community that you live in um, about autism and awareness and acceptance? Well, the reason that I was open to educating my community was because I noticed that there were other families who were going through the same thing as me. Mm -hmm. And the thing was, my community was hosting a lot of events and they were raising awareness for everything else, but not for people with special needs. And I noticed that the families who were in my shoes, you know, going through that, the whole um, issue with special needs they were like hiding their children, you know? They wouldn't bring their children out because they felt like no one understood what they were going through and they were scared that they would be judged. So I said, you know what? Let me take this step to pitch an idea to my community and let's see if I can like gather everyone together to help them understand, you know, what we were going through and just to teach them about you know, what our children are going through so that we can all be accepting and compassionate because there's so many people in my community and I feel like, you know, it's kind of unfair that we would have to keep our children out of activities because no one understands, you know, our children. Mm -hmm. So that was my real reason of reaching out to my community. Well, and um, I love some of the ideas and some of the things that you mentioned in the article that you started doing. It all kind of seems like it started with the brunch idea um, yes, and it then did. it blossomed into the walk and then the park traffic signs. So can you talk a little bit about each of those things? I think it's so important to share any ideas and ambition that moms all over the country are doing, um, you know, to bring awareness and acceptance of our kids, like you mentioned, in their communities and get them to interact with other members of the community and see what they're all about. So, um, so the brunch was first, the first idea yes. you had. Okay. Yes. So with the brunch, I came up with that idea because I felt really lonely. I had family around for support. I had certain friends around for support, but no one was an autism mom or dad, you know, they didn't mm -hmm. really understand what I was going through, but they were still there for me. So, you know, I won't take that away from them. 
but to actually live it is totally different. So, <laughs> you know, you know. So <laughs> I said to myself, I need other autism mom friends or, you know, or even dads, I need to connect with them. So I started looking on Instagram and I would read a few stories and I saw how everyone was so open. And I said, you know what, let me introduce myself by bringing some moms together and we can come together, not only to share our stories, but it will also give us a chance to just, to just have a break, you know, cause we go through so much. So I asked my community if I could host a brunch in our community for special needs moms and they let me do it. And when I gathered all the moms together, it was so beautiful. We were, we were having mimosas, we were painting, everyone was sharing their stories and everyone was happy because, you know, we don't really get breaks from our children because we don't have sitters like that. So <laughs> this was like, I don't know, it was like a little mini vacation for us for a few hours. So um, after the brunch, I actually connected to more people after that, you know, and I'm still in connection with those moms. I'm friends with some of them, like we're mm -hmm. actually really close. And I'm very happy that I took that step to do that because I really felt alone and I felt like this could be a good way to meet other moms. It's so great to put yourself out there because it is very lonely and you can yes. get lost in that and sit in sitting in that loneliness and um, just kind of become overwhelmed in your own yes. home if you don't reach out. And it's probably, I would imagine that some of the moms that you met have children that are older than Cameron and younger than Cameron. So you can all use mm -hmm. each other as a resource for, you know, the next phases and what, what to do. We definitely did that. Um, when we shared our stories, you know, I noticed that certain moms, their children were older than Cameron and they helped me out a lot. And they're like, you know, as you get older, it, you know, it can get easier. You know, everyone sharing their stories and their experiences. It actually helped me a lot now that Cameron is older. You know, I took heed to a lot of those stories that were told to me. And it helped me out now. Mm -hmm. Because Cameron was younger at the time. But, you know, now he's 11. He just turned 11. So everyone's stories help each other out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's why... I am such a fan of the social media connections now, because when my son was diagnosed back in 2006, there really wasn't, well, there wasn't Instagram at the time and there wasn't a lot of social media connection. Um, right. And now there's so many groups. I mean, there, there's even specified groups for certain age ranges so that you can connect with people exactly in your in your place. Um, as oh, wow, far as I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot, I can give you some, after we uh, hang up <laughs> some of the connections, but it's been great. And even the podcast and just so many resources now to make you mm -hmm. feel like clearly you're not alone. Our journeys might be a little different. Each one is mm -hmm. unique, but we can relate on so many other levels that it, it just is so helpful to not feel like you're on an Island anymore. There really isn't right. a need for anybody to, to feel like that because of the resources right. that we have. So you, was it based on the brunch and the turnout for that and the excitement for that, that made you think bigger and like want to go on the walk, the large walk route? The large walk. Yes. <laughs> so how did that all play out? And is, and when is that? So, um, well, we won't be having it this year because of COVID. Right. But, um, yeah, yeah sadly, but, um, when I pushed this idea about the walk, it was a lot on me because 
I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I cannot make this happen. Like, I don't even know how to start. So, you know, I I work in the city, but right now I'm working from home, but I was working there at Autism Speaks and I had a little connection with them. So I reached out to them and I asked them for help. You know, I said, I'm trying to host my first walk for my community. Can you help me? And they gave me a lot of great tips and they sent me some props. They, they were very helpful. They helped me a lot. So then it was just on me to work with my community because no one was really on board with autism. I was actually educating them. But when I first actually pitched the idea to them, they actually turned me down three times because they didn't know what autism was. And to them, it wasn't serious. So I felt like, no, this is impossible. We have to make this happen. This is very serious. There's families who are suffering, you know? Like how, like, how can I get them to give me a yes? So they turned me down three times and I came back the fourth time. And that's when they finally agreed to let me host this walk. And they worked very well with me. And it was super big. It was overwhelming for me because I couldn't <laughs> believe like all the people that came together you know, just to even come and educate themselves. Cause everyone that came, they didn't have a child with autism or a family member with autism. Some people were really there to learn about autism. And mm -hmm. I was really happy about that. And I tried to, I tried to greet everyone that came, which was, you know, it was a lot for me, but I just really wanted everyone to feel welcome. And I wanted to thank them personally because that meant a lot to me. And I, I have my other friends there. I met new friends there. I just wanted everyone to feel comfortable. And I wanted people to know the real meaning why we were there. And I wanted them to see the adults and the children with autism. And I wanted them to experience their behaviors, you know? And I wanted them to know that it's okay. Like we're all different in our own way and they're human just like us. And you know, we're all in this together and we have to be accepted. We mm -hmm. don't, the world doesn't have to be, but is it gonna kill us to be accepted, you know? So it's like, look at them, they're, they're, they're human just like us. Mm -hmm. It's just the few behaviors that they have absolutely no control over. That's all it is. And so what was the first year that you did the walk? This was, when was this? 2012, I think. Wow. Okay. And it's an annual yes. thing now? Yes. That's awesome. Gosh, yes. good for you. So ambitious. Yes. <laughs> That's a <laughs> lot. It's a big undertaking. It is a lot. <laughs> yes, it was a lot. <laughs> There's a, um, a 5K here in town that's been going, gosh, maybe 15 years, I think. I can't remember the exact number of years. And it started out very small and it was um, a small organization that has grown into a huge organization here for autism families. But um, I mean, it's 5,000 plus people at the 5K every year and it just gets wow. bigger and bigger and more extravagant. And it's, it's neat to see it you know, from grassroots being very small and just pretty much the immediate families growing. that were a part of the organization right. showing up. And now it's the community at large. People have teams, t-shirts and all this stuff. So that's awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. So um, I really loved the idea too that you had for um, signs at some of your local uh, playground areas and parks about autism yes. children in the mm -hmm. area. So can you talk a little bit about that and the, the park signs? So with the park signs, um, when I take my son to the park in my community, I'm going to be very honest with you. 
I'm not always comfortable because I feel like certain adults are not compassionate. Sometimes they can be a little ignorant. Uh-huh. And, and that's anywhere. It doesn't just have to be my community, but this is what I am experiencing. And I, you know, I noticed the kids are kind of mean. Kids are always going to be mean. So yeah. let me just put that out there now. Sadly, yes. Like, yes, <laughs> the kids are always going to be mean. It's not their fault. I love children regardless. But it's up to the parents to help them and to teach them. So when I took Cameron to the park a few times, I noticed, you know, the pointing, the staring. And sometimes they would say to him, like, why are you talking like a baby? Or why are you flapping your hands? And, you know, at that point, it's like, I want to speak for him, but it's only but so much I can say to a child. So then it's like, now I have to redirect myself to the adult and I have to speak to them. But sometimes the parent is not so understanding. So it's frustrating for me because in my head, I really just want to take my son to the park so he can just be free and have a good time. I don't want to have to keep going to the park to explain what's wrong with my son, you know? So I said, you know what? Well, we had an experience in the park. Let me, let me mention that really fast. We had an experience in the park where Cameron was playing with a few boys and they were his age and they noticed, you know, a few things about him that was different. And instead of like being mean or pointing and judging him, they were actually very helpful. And they asked me a lot of questions like, you know, why is he doing this and why is he doing that? And I actually sat down and I explained to them the best way that I could, because it's not easy to explain to children. And when I explained it to them, it's like they kind of got their own definition of it, but Mm -hmm. they understood that Cameron was different from them and that he needed help. So once they had that in their mind, they were so helpful to my son. I mean, that was the best park date I've ever had for Cameron throughout all these years just to watch these kids come together with my son and help him I mean with tying his shoes with holding a ball with teaching him how to play tag like they didn't give up on him you know and it made me so happy so I said okay these parks need signs maybe if we put a sign in a park maybe a parent might google it google is you know it's magic to everyone you know and it's quick it's easy you can look it up fast so I said if I put these signs in a park maybe it might just make a difference I actually wanted to have a a real definition underneath the sign to explain the different behaviors that you might see from the children with special needs but I didn't get that far yet but hopefully I can make that happen but I felt like just putting the signs there alone it might make some kind of difference not just for me and Cameron, but for the other families that might come there and experience what I experienced. Mm-hmm. So that was my reason for putting the signs in the park. And how many park, is it just the one park that you mainly go to, or were you able to, to get those around town at other places? Um, our community has five parks, the five, seven parks, seven. Nice if I'm not mistaken, seven to eight, and it has a sign in every single park. Aw, that's so great. Is it an easy process, or do you have to go through a lot of bureaucracy stuff to get a sign like that? So I would say for me, it was easy only because 
the chairman in my community, he was very helpful with anything that I wanted. Very helpful. So whatever I told him or asked him, he was just, I mean, he was there. He's like, how can I help you? How can I make this happen? What do I need to do? He was extremely helpful. So with that, that was very easy for me. I love the kindness of others. I mean, I truly believe that the vast majority of people are kind. <laughs> there right. is a lot right. more kindness than, yeah, than ignorance and hatred and all of that. Um, sadly, we only are kind of, it's thrust in our face, all of the hatred and the negativity every day on the news. Right. But I'd love for stories like these to be posted more often and publicized, you know, throughout the country so that people could see all of the amazing things when people join together and that they can yes. accomplish. So yeah, oh, it's so motivating. Um, well, obviously <laughs> you're a very ambitious woman, as I've said, and Thank with you. all of these other little projects that you did, you decided to write and publish a children's book called Cam's yes. World. So yes. what, what brought that out? Um, you know, the education that you've been providing, did you just want to go on a mass, you know, larger scale with that? Um, so with Cam's World book, I actually did that before the signs, but the book came out later because of, you know, the pandemic and everything that was going on. So everything was just a little behind, mm -hmm. but my reason for creating Cam's World was because I felt like my life was really a story with Cameron, you know? And watching Cameron progress and prove the doctors wrong, you know, I thought to myself, I'm like, I'm, I wanna create a story because this is beautiful. It's beautiful and it will give another family hope. That mm -hmm. was one reason. The second reason was from what we experienced from being in the park, from, you know, I mean, from the days where I used, I, I never used to take Cameron to certain events. People would invite me to certain events and I would say no, because I wasn't ready to explain to everyone what was wrong with him. And I want to make this clear because I know a lot of parents go through this. This doesn't mean that you're hiding your child because I would still take Cameron out. I would take him to many different places, but it was just, I didn't want certain energies around him or you know, if I felt like the crowd, that crowd wasn't for him, I wouldn't take him there. Right. So we would go out regardless, but certain crowds, I just really felt like this is not for him. And just living like that was a lot. And, you know, that's, that was a part of his story too, because he would come around, he would have his behaviors and everyone is just like, why isn't he talking? You know, my son is really tall for his age. So it's like, why isn't he talking? He's a big boy. He doesn't look like he has autism. That's that's the famous line. He doesn't look like he has autism. Yeah. And but, there's no look for that. I was just right. gonna make that really clear. Like there's no look for autism. But, you know, I had to deal with so much. And then I seen that Cameron was really doing so well. And he's such a friendly little boy. He's so yeah. friendly. He's very smart. And I said, you know what? We're gonna, we're gonna create a book. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, I started to observe him more on a deeper level. And I, I just, I put it all into a story. It wasn't easy. It took me three years to write that book because I've never wrote a children's book before. You know, I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what I was doing. I was very confused. So I said, you know what? 
I'm just going to take my time. I was at work, working a nine to five, sitting at my desk every morning, trying to come up with this story, thinking of the little things that my son likes to do, what he does that stands out the most, that makes people stare. And I put that all together. I would go to the New York library every day on my lunch break. And I would sit in that library in the children's section. I would read different books and different children's books. Let me be specific. And I would just, you know, try to understand what children like. So I wanted to make it fun, but educating at the same time. So I was educating myself too, just to figure out, you know, how to put this story together for children. And when I did it, you know, I felt really good once it was done because this is really who my son is. And I feel like the world would really listen to this story and they would learn something from it. But most importantly, the kids won't feel like, uh, you know, like, like it's a real lesson, you know, it's kind of fun. It's like, it's showing you that Cameron's a fun kid too. You know, like he's a child, like he wants to have fun too, but you're learning the little things about him that makes him different from everyone else. I love that. What a tribute to him too, you know, something for him to have for his lifetime that his mom wrote a book about him. I mean, I just, yes, I know that's so incredible. So, um, what's, what is a little quick summary of the book? Is it, um, personal about cam specifically, or is it like a day in the life of an autistic child? Kind of what's the takeaway for, um, for kids that read it and what age range would you say it's, it's kind of for? Well, to be honest with you, well, it's specifically about Cameron. But his behaviors is similar to what other people on the spectrum do. They all do. You know, even though they're all different in their own way, these are similar behaviors. So even though you're reading about Cameron's journey, Mm -hmm. when you look up autism, you're going to read about these symptoms Mm -hmm. and these behaviors. So I feel like it's his story, but it's actually his story speaking for other children and adults as well. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to the age range, to be honest, I would say it's for children and adults because there's a lot of adults who have read this story and it helped them more to understand what autism was instead of going online and reading about the definition. You know, yeah. I, I feel like I explained it in a more easier way for them to understand it. And I'm such a big we, fan of, of moms who write children's books about autism because it's it creates such an opportunity for not only parents that have you know autistic children within their household it's a, it's a great chance for them to pick up your book and read it to their neurotypical children in the family if they have those as well and to kind of right. explain autism to them in that way and it's it's wonderful educational tool for teachers or for families that don't have any yes. direct um correlation to autism in their family to teach their children about acceptance, understanding, so that, mm-hmm. you know, that's my biggest hope is that kids in school, when they have a, a special needs classmate, that they don't stare, that they're comfortable to ask questions, or because they've read books like yours, they aren't even phased by Cameron maybe having a stimming episode or something in their class. They just right. will go, oh, that's just his autism and move on and just right. play with him like normal. I mean, that that's the goal. That's the ultimate goal, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, 
Well, I, I mean, it's so sweet that you share his story and, you know, kind of make an example out of him to educate. That's such a wonderful testament to your parenting and just your strive for acceptance. Like we all are trying so desperately to get, you know, for our yeah. kids. It's so, really hard, but you yeah. know, we're trying. Yeah, for sure. Well, I would hope that your book, I will definitely link up um, how to order your book and I would love to see it as part of the curriculum and in schools. It's Thank a, you. It's a, I'm actually trying to do that. And to be honest with you, it's very hard for me because when I, when I launched the book, it was when the pandemic actually started, yeah. like March. And that was, um, that was the, uh, that was a really tough time for everybody. So to me, I told myself, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> then I'm like, you know, people are home, you know, everyone's on the internet, you know, everyone's attention is on social media. So maybe I should take this chance to do yeah. it, you know? And yeah. I did. And I feel like it went really well during a pandemic. So you know, it wasn't easy, but I still took that chance. And I, I feel like now I'm ready to really boost it to where it needs to be. So I would really love to connect with other schools. I would love to sit in classes and read or even online, you know, if I have to read online, you know, to other children. I would love to do that because I feel like if the right person is reading it, you know, the children would really like love the book, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I just really, I would love that opportunity. So I'm working on that actually. Well, yeah. And I mean, uh, this is an excellent platform because I know I have a lot of teachers that listen um, to the podcast. And of course, oh, wow. parents are the best resource because they can go to their schools and their teachers and say, Hey, could you read this book, um, you know, to the classmates so that they have a better understanding of my child and some of the things that my child needs from their friends. So, um, right. Yeah. So I will link all those things up. Um, so just to kind of talk a little bit more about you, I mean, your whole life, I know doesn't revolve around autism, even though it feels like it does. <laughs> I've been at this for 18 years now, and I, I can definitely say that I feel like all I am is an autism mom, but that definitely right. is not all that encompasses me. So what are the things that you enjoy doing? And I, I know you're an entrepreneur and a, um, very business-minded. So um, are your business endeavors related to autism or is, are you doing some opposite thing away from just being autism all the time? Um, I'm doing opposite things as well. Good. I don't want to speak too much on it yet, only because it's not finished. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, I have a balance. Um, with autism, I have more ideas, but I, I don't I don't really want to get into detail with it yet, only because I just like to finish the product and once it's done, then I can speak on it. Yeah, for sure. No, I don't want to jinx myself. I don't want to <laughs> jinx myself. But um as for me and my lifestyle, I would say the things that I like, <laughs> I love going to Target. <laughs> don't I we mean, all I'm a, I'm a shopping mom. <laughs> I love to get up early. And I love to shop at Target. I love to go to the beach. You know, I'm 32. I, I still love to ball with my friends. I have a balance. You know, I'm a very active mom, even though Good. I work a lot. I'm very active. So I can go out and come in the house at one in the morning or two in the morning, and I will still get up to take care of him to where he needs to be. 
Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I have a, a really good balance. Cameron's childhood is very important to me. And I don't care if I have one eye open, I'm, I'm still out there like, come on, Cam, let's do it. Let's make it happen. You know, well, and he, you know, Cameron loves to go out. He, it's like I'm his best friend. He Aww. looks forward to me doing a lot of activities with him. So, you know, just the dating life and going out with friends and, you know, being with my son and going to his meetings and all of that in one and trying to work on other businesses. It's just, it's a lot, but I don't like to limit myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just, I just go and do it. I just yeah. go and do it. So do you have a pretty strong support system around you with family and that can give you a break and let you go and get some self time away? So yes, um, I would great. like to um, mentioned that my mother, my mother and my, one of my brothers, his name is Jason and my mother, Linda, they are amazing. If it wasn't for them, I don't think I would even be this far because, Aww. you know, when I went to work, you know, they were watching my son while I was working. So I don't think I would have gotten as far to make these things happen if I didn't have that support. But I also have support from my family and his dad's family as well you know mm-hmm. like uh, we have a huge support system but these two stand out the most like they do a lot and you know one of his aunts she was um this is from his dad's side she was very supportive and she had a lot of patience for my son and she actually just passed away and it was very hard for me to explain mm-hmm. that to him because yeah. I don't know you know how he would understand that really and this was his best friend, his best friend. I mean, they, anytime his dad said, where do you want to go? He always wanted to go to his aunt's house. They were very connected. And, you know, to lose someone that's a part of your support system is very hurtful. And it bothers me a lot because, you know, we can have a lot of support, but for me, it's like, I, I have a few close people to me. That's, you know, the real support, you know? Mm-hmm. not taking away the fact that everyone is supporting us but you know it's just certain people that you know that's just always they're always going to be there and to lose that and to know that they were really in my son's life it, it means a lot to me that means mm-hmm. a lot to me so that that's a hurtful situation but Cameron he's you know he's learning that she's in heaven with God so and she's still watching we'll, over we'll figure him that out yes for sure him. I know that she is yes I know yeah it sounds like he has quite an old soul. Like it, it some of the examples, it sounds like he really likes yeah. adults and like, you know, he, he connects with them, which is awesome. I mean, that he has that's both. so true. Yes, yeah. he actually does. And, and, you know, he can, he can really figure out the energies, you know, if somebody's really good person, if I already know it, I just watch how my son attached to these people, you know, mm-hmm. like he knows good energy. And then it's always the adults. He, he plays with kids. He plays with his cousins, but he, he really like his way is just dealing with the adults a lot. I noticed that <laughs> he has an old soul like his mom. Ah, that's sweet. Well, I yeah. mean, that's one trait that you can't teach. I mean, someone just kind of has a, has an, um, a, a close bond and understanding with people and their personalities and just how they present themselves. He's a good read. Right. <laughs> so that's good. Yes. Um, well, would you, um, you know, I always 
hesitate to use the word advice because that's hard, but um, just kind of words of wisdom to uh, your younger self, you know, seven years ago or so when Cameron was diagnosed, maybe some things that you thought or did that you're like, you know what, if I could go back, I probably would do things differently, you know, or suggest to someone to maybe go this route instead of doing what I did. I mean, hindsight, I know we all are like, I'm, I'm the queen of that. And I shouldn't <laughs> do that to mm-hmm. myself yeah, and say, I'm, no, I'm like why did I, why did I do that? But, um, it's more for just, you know, giving some tips to parents that are just getting started on their journey and, you know, words of wisdom from us. Um, so I would say if someone is, is offering you help, don't turn it down because, you know, we all, well, I'm not going to say we, because some people, everyone's different, but I know for me, when certain family members would tell me like, you know, here's this option, you can do this to get him help. I would kind of turn it down in the beginning because I felt like, no, there's nothing wrong with my son. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was hard for me to really like, just really like soak that in that something is wrong with Cameron. And this, I was very young. So you know, I still didn't understand autism. So to me, it's like, no, these doctors are wrong. There's nothing wrong with my child. And I'm not, I'm not going to listen to this. I would say, please take the support. Please take the help. I wouldn't listen, but I did it. You know, some people actually don't do it and they really continue on and your child can suffer that way. Get all the help that you can get because it helps them so much. It helps them so much. I'm happy that, you know, I finally listened to everyone and I just did what I was supposed to do to get Cameron to where he needed to be. And another thing is I would say to to just try to have more patience because I have patience, but I didn't have the patience that I have now because I didn't understand. So I was very frustrated at the time, you know? I'm like, what is this? Why is he doing this? What's going on? I mean, I would cry, I would get upset. And I would just really like go in a closet and have a moment with myself because I couldn't understand what was really wrong with my son. No matter how many times I read about it, it it was just totally different living it. So I would say to just try to have some patience and try to really observe your child and just try to work with them and understand them. Patience yeah, I mean, is very serious. You know, I, I'm not saying I didn't have any patience for Cameron. So I will not say that. It's just, I was frustrated and I couldn't understand why the, the meltdowns were, that was the thing, the meltdown. I was like, oh my God, what is this? You know, it would just come out of nowhere. And I didn't fully understand it. So you have to really educate yourself And if you have the opportunity to get help and you have the resources around you, please do it. Like, please do it. Take the time to educate yourself and just so you can help you and your child. It's very important. Yeah. And it's really hard not to just try to internalize everything and just say, you know, I can do this myself and figure it all out on your own. You can't. Yeah. I mean, I know we're all strong and um, empowered to be able to handle it, but it's not saying that you can't handle it by asking for help and accepting help. You're not failing in any way, um, by, by accepting that. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly, um, 
if you have the help, take it because there's a lot of us who don't have a lot of help. So it's like, right. I really wished I had that. So, and you know, I, with the help of my family that helped me out a lot. And a lot of families do not have that big support system. So, you know, I would also say if you have a family member who has a child with autism, please be there for them. They need Mm -hmm. you. They need you in any way that you can, even a small text. How are you? You know, how's your child doing? Just the smallest thing can go a long way. Just please support them because it's lonely, even with people around you or not around you. It's very lonely. Yep, it is. And it can be, but it sounds like Cameron is an incredible young man. Um, And I, I hope that the world can read his story in your book, Cam's World. So as I mentioned, I will link up your Instagram page and um, the way to order the book um, in the Mm -hmm. show notes. So I really appreciate your time today and all that you're doing in your community and beyond. I'm sure your impact is is felt elsewhere too with all of your great ideas. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, have a good rest of your day. You too. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.